This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. And I'm not Casey Lynch. Whoa, what the <gasps> Whoa, what? hell is going on around here? Guest commentator. <laughs> I'm Peter Shaughnessy. How did you get in here? Uh-huh. <laughs> we do leave the door wide open, so. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, Be a problem. Before anyone gets really excited, Casey isn't officially off the podcast. <laughs> Uh, it's just been a busy couple weeks for everyone, and we uh, decided to call in, call in a pinch pinch hitter. Thanks for giving me the call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty and excited like, to be here. Literally I, a couple hours ago. Yeah, I was. I'm not prepared at all. <laughs> Perfect. Great. So, um, so it'll be like Casey's here as well. <laughs> no, can I tell you? Um, I listen to the podcast every time. And uh, I feel like when I do see Casey, I feel like I know him a lot better than I actually do. <laughs> but I feel like last time I saw him, I was overly familiar because I feel like I hang out with him all the time. And he's like, well, I dude, think dude. I weirded him out a little bit. <laughs> Sorry for that, Casey. He's easily weirded out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we also thought, well, if Casey can't make it, we can't let the podcast world lose a white male voice. So let's bring in another one yeah. just to make sure that status yeah. quo is. Couldn't take a week off. You yeah. got to produce that sweet, sweet content. Yeah. I know you got the Couch Potato Network. I'm sorry. You're, I'm fired now, right? Cosmic, Cosmic, Cosmic Potato, Potato Network. They will find us for that. Your overlords are just pushing mm-hmm. you to push out that sweet, sweet content. So here I am to help you produce that. But okay. I am Peter Shaughnessy. I'm Elizabeth's brother. Yeah. So this time, so got a sibling on. Yeah. Balance of power has mm-hmm. shifted. That's right. No more is it the Lynch boys ganging up on Elizabeth. Yeah. Now it's, it's one Lynch boy and one Shaughnessy right now ganging up on brothers-in-law. <laughs> That's right. Right. Or will it be the Shaughnessy's ganging up on Bill? Or will we the married see. couple gang up to take uh, me down? There's a lot up in the air. Well, you're our yeah. guest. And so I don't know if I really want to gang up on you. Gloves are off. All right. Okay. (laughs) Um, We are talking about Dead to Me, a new Netflix series. Um, We had just talked about this this past weekend, I think. I Um, asked you guys if you were going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I had just seen the podcast, the the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. And I really wanted to talk about it. Yeah. And so we were like, oh, yeah, we're recording that tomorrow night or two two nights from now. Yeah. Uh, So we called you up two hours ago and said, hey, you want to come over? (laughs) Yeah, so this stars Christina Applegate and Linda, what's her name? Carlini. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Of Freaks and Geeks. That's right. Freaks and Geeks fame. I didn't hear a lot about this show leading up to its premiere on Netflix. Did you guys see like a lot of promotion for it? Only on Netflix. I yeah. just all of a sudden started seeing it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Everyone all was of a sudden about everybody it. was talking about Everyone's it. Everyone's yeah. like, you have to watch this, you have to watch this. And I was like, uh, I really want to do this for the podcast, but I also <laughs> want to watch it all right now because everyone's making it seem like it's something to binge right away yeah so i'm patiently waiting until we finish recording this episode and then i'm gonna watch it all i don't know how netflix keeps pulling it off like every other channel like hbo shows i know about for like a year ahead of time you know and you start to see trailers and commercials for it and netflix just drops something 
and they just wait for it to start to churn and then everyone starts posting about it on social media yeah they just know? have so much yeah. yeah that i think there's not as much space to promote things and also their own platform is enough of a promotion because mm-hmm. you know if right. i tune in to see an episode of the west wing they can show me Right. what i should be watching right. right up there yeah so they got a pretty sweet thing going yeah we're all hooked nobody's yep. given up our netflix subscription <laughs> yeah anytime soon so that i'll be true. using your password <laughs> into the near future <laughs> or maybe forever uh, <laughs> uh so we open up the show with jen who is played by christina applegate She's at the door accepting a taco lasagna from, from a neighbor. <laughs> that's what it is, right? Taco lasagna? Yeah, it's her take on taco her lasagna. Her take on Mexican lasagna. Mexican oh, lasagna, yeah. yeah. Which includes raisins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Great opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's her neighbor there. I, I think she's dressed in all black. I don't know if it was right after the wake or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I don't but, know. But Jen is dressed line. in all black. Um, and, you know, the neighbor's just offering these bullshit uh, things like, I, I can't imagine how you're feeling right now. She goes, oh, just just imagine that your husband was hit and killed by a, a car and then they drove away and your husband bled to death on the sidewalk. And she's like, uh, and then she gets the door slammed in her face. Yeah. And then that's the cold open. <laughs> yeah. Great character intro. We yeah. find out immediately what her conflict is, what her mm-hmm. journey is, and right. how she's interacting with the world yeah. at right. this point. We, we know right away how she's handling this tragedy. Yeah. Not not too great. I mean, as can be expected, but... <laughs> right. In her way. <laughs> in, in her way, yeah. Um, she does decide to go to grief counseling, uh, where we meet Judy while she's pouring herself a cup of coffee. They're at a session called Friends of Heaven. And again, we, we already know Jen doesn't really want to talk about this. She has like one little outburst in that scene, I think. But she's like, you know, no, somebody else go. I don't want, I don't want to open up. <laughs> and the, the pastor who runs it introduces himself <laughs> and he tells a story. Oh my God. <laughs> says, my aunt fell down the basement stairs and s- cracked her head open and bled to death as her five-year-old watched. <laughs> he says, and I'm the one who asked her to go into the basement to get me a soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I live with. Yeah. <laughs> Just deadpan. Like, uh... I, yeah, I was like, Jesus, that was... And he said, as you know, so if, or if you don't know, every week I start off with this story of why I'm here. So every <laughs> week those people hear that story. Oh, I forgot he said that. He says it every week. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously it's not funny, but the tone of this show is like a little, yeah. you know, dark humor, so... <laughs> His tone is just perfect for it. Oh, it's yeah. It's so oh, deadpan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, there's been a lot of really successful, like, dark humor shows that we've watched that balance this really heavy subject matter. Yeah. Just punctuated by, like, the perfect amount of, like, ridiculous humor. And somehow Mm -hmm. it works. Like, I don't know, something like that shouldn't work in a show like this and make you think it's funny in the midst of all this other stuff, you know? I think it's got to be tough to make that work. Yeah. 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 I think this one probably balances it as well as Barry does. I Ooh, okay. posted that one that has the same kind of slapstick, ridiculous humor mixed with yeah. really dark subject right. matter. Yeah, that was that was our praise for Barry, too. Yeah. Um, we, we should say, Pete, you have already finished binging Dead to Me, right? I should tell everybody cool. that I finished it last night and uh, am angry that I finished <laughs> it because I can't watch more episodes. Yeah. Um, so we'll just be discussing the pilot. Usually we watch the pilot do the podcast and if we like it we'll continue but we should, I thought we should let everyone know that you're already done. Yeah, you I'll have a little more context. I'll say that I've watched the pilot twice. 
Oh, because okay. I started it without Tina, who's my wonderful <laughs> wife. Oh, okay. And then liked it so much that I said that she should watch it and was happy to watch it with her. That's what I did with Schitt's Creek. Yeah. I oh, watched yeah. a few and then I said, Bill, let's watch this together. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that pilot one day. Ugh, and now I'm so mad because he watches TV so slowly. It's always... I could be done with it by now. <laughs> It's always a careful dance you have to play with spouses really? when mm-hmm. you're watching TV. Sometimes you have shows that are just yours. Right. But then if the other person gets into them, then are you allowed right. to watch ahead? Right. Is it cheating if you go ahead? Yeah. Like, are you going to be mad if I watch this? Can you catch up? Yeah. I should have kept Shit's Creek to myself, but I just really thought Bill was going to like it. Yeah. And it's really funny. And yeah. I, I did that with this show too. Like after I introduced it to Tina, we watched like two or three episodes that night. Yeah. And the next day she was going out and doing something and I watched three more episodes. <laughs> I felt so dirty. I knew I was cheating. I knew it was wrong. And then did you go but back and rewatch them with her? I did. You did. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I didn't like oh, do so the thing like where well I didn't do this the thing show. where you pretend you haven't seen it. You like pretend you're so, I was, yeah, yeah. you know, I made the confession that I had watched ahead, but I was happy to watch them again. Um, well, that's good to hear. So we're at this Friends of Heaven meeting, and Judy speaks up, and she said her fiancé had a heart attack at 44 and passed away, I think maybe like two months ago, she says, mm-hmm. two or three months ago. And then at the end of the meeting, she gives Jen her number. She just said, you know, hey, just feel free anytime. Yeah. Give me a call. They, the one thing they both said was that they don't sleep. Yes. So she was yeah. like, if you're ever not sleeping, call yeah. me. We cannot sleep together. And, and this was kind of interesting, like the way they meet, because we already know what Jen is like. And Judy, like right away, just is like completely opposite character wise, like just really open and very silly and trying to connect yeah. with her. She asks Jen to hug her. Yeah. And she's <laughs> and like, Jen's like, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> you know, so she's like, just like a really open, light person. And so those two together, it's kind of fun when they do start talking and they like really form this friendship that you wouldn't expect because they're so opposite and she seems so closed off you know you might think that maybe judy's like trying a little too hard but that's also just like who she is yeah you know and so you you're like okay no i buy this did did we get an explanation for why she goes Jen, I mean, it does seem pretty out of no, character for her to even does. try this. I thought I the same thing. if we got an explanation for what got her Not there. in the pilot, I don't think at least. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems, like you said, out of character for her to go to a grief session. But she ended up there somehow. Um, she did make some kind of reference to how her uh, partner at work had uh, a problem with her anger. Yes. Maybe oh, it was yeah. something that she was trying to do to work yeah. on for mm. her profession. Either that or her kids might have gotten her there, but I don't remember if we yeah. were yeah, I don't specifically know. told. Yeah. Um, so then that night, or at some point we find out that her husband also died somewhere in that time frame, like two or three months ago. Yeah. Um, and she's home. We find out she has two young sons. And that's where we find out that there's raisins in the Mexican lasagna. <laughs> her sons are like really great. Yes. You see them very, very briefly in this first I think it was just episode. this one scene, right? I think that maybe there were in two. Oh, There's one the she's like son. putting them to bed. And they're a couple years apart, right? Yeah. Probably yeah. six years in age difference. One of them is in that teen phase yeah. where yeah. he'd probably be being a dick anyway, but right. yeah. he lost his father, so he's got a reason to. Yeah. So he's really leaning into it. And then the other one seems to be overcompensating by like being positive and happy yeah. about everything. Yeah, right. yeah. But I kind of like the dynamic between them because the older son, he's like a teenager, and 
I feel like that type of character might be characterized, shown in another show, is like just like really shut off and closed down. But it seems like she's such an honest person that he can openly say exactly how he's feeling about his father's death. Yeah. And I liked that because it wasn't like the typical mom's really sad, son's really shut down. Right. And then this... um, you know, the younger son's trying to overcome. I mean, he still is overcompensating, but it seemed more well-rounded. Yeah, it would have been have easy this to real stick conversation. in stereotypical teenage son right. whose father passed away, but they didn't quite do that. Yeah. yeah. I think they gave him just enough of a rounded character. There's one line in there that I think did a lot. He says, I really miss dad's cooking. Yes. Which, you yeah. know, again, rips on the Mexican lasagna. <laughs> right. But also, you know, he's being honest and a little bit vulnerable. And it also lets us know what kind of dad he was. Right. right. Yeah, so yeah. That, that one line, I think, did a lot to um, to give us a lot of backstory yeah. and character development. And I just appreciated that he could say that to his mom. Right. And not worry about her reaction. He could just say it. I feel like that's important. Yeah. And then there's the younger son who she is putting to bed later and she climbs into bed with him and like spoons him. I guess she puts him to bed every night and he's like, he's asking if he can come to work with her the next day. And she's explaining like, nothing's going to happen to me. What happened with your father was just a freak accident. I'm going to be fine. And he goes, I know you're going to be fine. I just don't want you to be alone. God. And so of course it cuts to her just like sobbing uncontrollably while she's on the toilet, like yeah. crying into a pillow with the door open. But I guess that was just for... This the scene. Yeah. <laughs> like close the door if you're going to scene would have been a lot worse if the door was closed. <laughs> yeah. We could have heard it. Well, maybe it's an ensuite bathroom, guys, and so it would be normal that she would have closed it. Okay, fine, fair enough. Uh, actually, probably wasn't that house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice house. Yeah. They yes. Live in. Yes. All the houses. Yeah. Good well, real there estate. Were there. It's, Good I think real it's estate um, in this episode. Laguna Beach is like where the setting, right? Where it's yes. set. Yeah. And she's a real estate agent. Right. right. So <laughs> she had her pick. <laughs> and so that night, I think it's around midnight and we, we like see her working out and on her computer and doing all these things. She can't fall asleep. And so she pulls out Judy's number and gives her a call and they start talking and we see them just talking for hours. It's like two o'clock. Jen finally opens up and talks about the loss of her husband Mm-hmm. Um, they even start texting each other photos of, of each other's significant other. Yeah. The, Judy's, it was Judy's fiance, right? Not her husband. Yeah. Judy's her standing fiance. in front of an amazing house. Standing yeah. For, yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get like a little montage. Go ahead. I was just going to mention that they were eating those Antonin's cookies that everybody loves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Made me really want to eat those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was that is a... not important in any way other than that i want cookies yeah. right now sponsor us Antimans. i'm sorry that we don't have any peter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so we get a little montage of them becoming friends judy like brings her starbucks now to the meetings because the coffee is so shitty mm. uh, they're driving around together and then they're driving around one night and jen stops to check on a car that has its fender pushed in and so she explains like hey she's she's searching the cops said it's nearly impossible to find you know, people that hit commit and hit runs, and runs. Yeah. I think we see her do this one other time before that. A previous montage where we see her at work the next day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So, it so happens when twice. they talk about it, it's the second time it yeah. happened. Yeah. Okay. And then we see them on the beach. They're smoking weed one night. And Jen, like, really kind of opens herself up. And she says, I just want to say thank you. Like, you're the first person that has not said, like, cookie cutter bullshit to me. Like, everybody mm-hmm. does. Um, I had to mention cookies again. Cookies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so, 
Jen decides to surprise Judy by showing up at her house with some intimate cookies, right? But she mm-hmm. knows where it is because she sent her that picture. Right. Yep, the address number was in the photo. She zoomed in. She's a realtor. She knows how to find Which places. Like, so, a little creepy. But, little, like, it was more of, like, a friendship thing. Like, I'm just gonna... Yeah. At yeah. this point... They We've can just seen show them up. together, right. and she's like making. She's like, "You always come to me. Now I'm going to do this for you." It right. seems right. like a sweet gesture. Yeah, she's like, "I'm on my way. I'm about to pull up right now." And I'm just Get guessing that at this point, like we know that she has one son who's like 15, and I guess he can, he can be trusted at home with the younger one. Because the whole time <laughs> I'm like, her kids are at home. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I yeah. like, are they really okay? Yeah. And when am I going to be able to leave my kids and go smoke pot on the beach at night? <laughs> 15 years. Yeah. 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 The countdown begins. Um, <laughs> so, only, you know, you really only have 12 years. I mean, yeah. if this kid's 15, I mean, you make your decision as a parent how young you think they need to be, but you could do 15. We'll really see how that all plays out. Yeah. I don't know if my son is going to be the kind of 15-year-old that I can leave at home with responsibilities. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Time will um, tell. So Jen knocks on the door of this house, and to her surprise and the viewer's surprise, uh, Steve answers the door, the fiancé of Judy. He should obviously be dead. But apparently he broke up with Judy two months ago and she has moved somewhere else. So this whole time, um, I think Jen had texted her or something. They were talking. They were talking on the phone and she was like, oh, that's right. She was like, why are you coming to my house? She like clearly like freaked out. Right. And then she like hung up the phone. Yeah. She's like, you don't know where I live. And then Jen like hangs up. Like I'll be right there. Like you do with your best friend. You don't need to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we see Judy being like, wait, I can explain. Don't go up. But yeah. Well, she calls her while she's standing there talking to Steve. She gets a call and she like, uh, you know, declines it. Um, And she's just like freaking out, leaving her voicemails. Like I can explain. explain, Yeah. And like Jen is like thoroughly freaked out like pissed off like yeah why and he's like can you just like tell her not to stop coming by when i'm home and she's like well she hands off uh her card and it's like maybe she shouldn't know where you live and then she's like i'm so sorry i'm gonna go baller move by the way (laughs) yes i mean i would have been way too surprised to (laughs) always be closing you gotta be (laughs) yeah in that situation real estate you gotta always be ready (laughs) to close and she is um so of course, when she pulls up to the next uh, grief meeting and Judy's there, she starts to freak out on her. Um, and she's like yelling, yelling like at her in and berating rage. her. Yeah, like, like in the company of, I don't know, 10 other people or something. Yeah. But then everyone calms her down and asks Judy to explain what happened. And she said that her fiance broke up with her because they were trying to have kids. Right. And so she had just had her fifth miscarriage. And like we had a, a very short flashback earlier in the episode of her like crying in the, in the hospital mm-hmm. and so you think like oh man steve must have just died but now we see that it was after her miscarriage right and the nurse is like bringing her into one of the rooms um so she leaves the grief meeting crying and eventually jen kind of comes to the realization that she was telling the truth about at least that part right and that maybe she was a little bit too harsh on her <laughs> yeah i mean she really was i mean she was understandably upset because that's of course you could feel totally like taken advantage of and just really freaked out like why did this person lie to me like why was she making this up right 
you know, like, it's not funny. Like, my husband, I really lost my husband, so I can understand her being upset. But in front of all those people, you feel immediately just feel so terrible for Judy. Like, whoa, you know, And, and she's like, you know, you don't have any, you know, find a different group. Right. But she experienced a loss, too. That's just as important as yeah you know losing a, a partner you know like yeah so that um it seemed like really harsh and like every i kind of liked the group too because they felt so comfortable being like yo you're yeah. wrong <laughs> why are you you know like in the grief counselors cheesy and you know pastory as they have him come off he's he's like you know she experiences her grief this way you experienced it in this blind rage like yeah you know this is what people experience grief differently you know yeah and i think some of that even carries over into her apology to judy the next day or whenever it was Mm -hmm. like it kind of clicked with her at least a little bit um because she shows up at the assisted living facility where judy works and kind of apologizes (laughs) she she works and also apparently lives there since she got uh, kicked out or moved out of steve's place yeah um, and so Jen offers up her guest house for Judy to come stay with her. Which immediately I was like, I don't think I trust this person yet. <laughs> that felt fast. Yeah, Very yeah. fast. Like you can feel, and also felt like a little out of character for like what I already know about Jen. Like she might still have a guard up, but she must have felt so guilty. Yeah. And is trying to, I don't know, change a little, but she's got kids and this woman already played something like kind of a crazy hand right so her guilt must be pretty severe for her to take it to that level right which is the one thing i was thinking the other thing i was thinking is maybe she's sensing that she needs some help maybe she feels a little bit overwhelmed and Mm. that judy can at least be that other than that it doesn't really make sense yeah i think the show does a good job of having everybody else react in a way that shows that it doesn't make sense <laughs> okay. her kids are freaked out okay well, at least the older shitty teenager is yeah. freaked out oh, okay yeah. it's somewhere around here where we see in just like a really quick scene that jen is selling steve's house like steve yeah. steve gives her a call and we see her putting in the realtor sign got in the a lot of montages yard. in this show we've had like three just like really like quick things yeah all right yeah. here's what's happening right now Moving yeah on. yeah and then we see Judy, and she's packing up her stuff to go uh, move in with Jen. She's in a storage facility, and she opens up a car trunk, throws some clothes in. As soon as I saw that car. Yeah. I knew it. So she's throwing some clothes in a bag, and then she leaves the, as she's closing the door to the storage facility, we see her staring at this car, and it pans out, and there's a smashed in front bumper and a broken windshield, mm-hmm. implying that she's the one that, she or someone she, she knows. She or someone. Yeah, maybe, maybe Steve. Steve. We don't uh, know. Killed. Peter knows. But he's not going to tell us. Well, I just realized that I just dropped something from episode two. And about I'm sorry the kids. about that. That's okay. I thought that was pilot. But yeah. um, what I said no, was not a big too spoiler. much of a spoiler. Yeah, it wasn't a spoiler. I think this show does a great job of giving you the that surprise. Yeah. Right? There are like three very well set up surprises that just make you realize that you're not watching the show that you thought you were. Yeah. Yes. Right? When we see That's the fiance, when we get Judy's apology, and then that last scene where you see the smashed in headlight, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. now I see what I'm watching. And I think... And I can't believe you guys have waited 
that much time to watch the next episode. I know. <laughs> I, oh, I know. Yeah. I was in binge mode. I well, went we right watched, into the next one. So we watched it late enough that I think, well, late enough at least in this house that like we weren't going to watch too much more anyway. Maybe we right. would have watched one more if we weren't doing it for the podcast. Also, like I said, Bill will watch Binge's show at a snail's pace. So we'll watch maybe two episodes a night. <sighs> That's an audible eye roll for the audience. Um, but yeah, th- basically what I've heard from everyone is like, I think that's why everyone sits down to watch it and then ends up finishing it in a night yeah. or two. Because it's just, that is the only thing I have heard about this show is that you can't stop watching it. I was also relieved that it was only 30 minutes. I was just assuming which it was going to be an hour long show. Makes it very bingeable. Which, which is just a selfish thing for the podcast because we're like, oh, we have to watch two or three hour long shows. <laughs> oh my God. No. I'm so oppressed. I have to watch all this TV. So much God. TV oh, to watch. Get off my back, Cosmic <laughs> Potato Network. Oh, so much. Um, but I have to say, I was relieved when they started pulling those surprises out. I was enjoying the first like 10 or 15 minutes, but I wasn't super invested in these in this like blossoming friendship it, it was it was fine i liked the characters i thought the acting mm-hmm. was was good but nothing was like really hooking me yet and i was like i'm not just quite sure that i'm gonna be into this and then the first surprise hits where you find out steve's alive i'm like oh shit okay all right and then by the end when she uh reveals the car yeah 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 so uh, i'm so interested to s- find out what happens because um Peter's sitting here looking at me, and he knows. I have to stop talking now, because I have a long and storied history of giving oh, really? spoilers that I don't intend to. So Do you really? I think I'm going to I don't know if you've ever here. given one to me, other than saying that the, the sun was freaked out. I just remember like some significant moments where I definitely shouldn't have said something. Oh, I'm okay. thinking of, um, yeah, I'm a teacher, so mm. there have been times when I've ruined a book Oh, really? reading group because <laughs> I thought they were farther along than they were. Should they have been farther along? Probably, yeah. but that's beside the point. I do think that there's a special place in hell reserved for people who give spoilers, especially if they have a lot of followers online. Yeah. 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 Like, what are you thinking, man? Come yeah. on. Yeah. I'm always surprised when people like, I guess I only get annoyed if I'm not the one who's seen it. Like if I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Like, I understand right, why people go, like talking on, about Game of Thrones so much, right? Like, it's like all anyone's talking about right now. But it's like, oh, well, it doesn't bother me because I saw it and I'm all caught up. But like, you literally can't go online the next day if you haven't seen it. Oh, right. But if you, you cannot if you, go on social media. Let's say you're on Sunday night and you're talking about the Game of Thrones episode. I feel like that's out of bounds. You know, I mean, you have to know that people need to have a chance to absorb it. Right. What is so important about you giving your reaction to that scene? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Nobody cares. Oh, yeah. Like when people are like live tweeting or or worse, live Facebooking. I don't I don't tweet. So like, I don't care if people live tweet, but live Facebooking. I'm like, oh, come on. Instant unfollow for me. Really? Somebody does that. I've unfollowed for a lot less. I I do have to say this. I don't personally mind spoilers that much. Like if I know what the ending is, I can still enjoy watching something because if I know where it's going, then I can like watch for how they set it up. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy that just as much. Sure. But I respect that some people are very plot focused yeah. and want to have that surprise. Yeah. And 
this is probably one of those shows where I don't yeah, want to ruin anything. Yeah, yeah. For this anyone. I want to find out. I've been amazed recently too about the whole spoiler culture, like TV versus movies. Obviously, they're different mediums, but like all the stuff surrounding the Marvel movies and like not spoiling um, Avengers Endgame. Like I, I haven't seen a spoiler about that in weeks and weeks and weeks online. And I mean, like Game of Thrones, 30 seconds after it's done on Sunday night, people are <laughs> posting memes and anger tweets about who died or whatever. So it's just so... Avengers Endgame is not something I would search for or care if I saw a spoiler about. But you're serious? People don't post spoilers about no, that? they d- I mean, I'm sure there's some jerks somewhere on, on Twitter that post them. I haven't seen anything. Really? Online. I'm just now starting to see memes. Okay. But nothing that's actually... That's so weird. ...revealing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when a culture is serious enough about it, like when a new Star Wars movie comes out, it's like really touching to see people come together in that way to avoid giving spoilers. Yeah. It's frankly when we as a culture are at our best. <laughs> <laughs> which is sad but it's nice to know that we have that capacity and so yeah. common ground this it's is just, what really matters to us it's yeah, just yeah. so weird because it's not like there's no crossover between the game of thrones fans and the avengers fans like I, they're i think it's definitely partly, some of the same people i think it's partly some understanding that this movie comes out not everyone can see it opening night it's just impossible not everyone okay. can see it opening weekend so you give people a little bit more time everyone just assumes oh it's on tv if you're going to watch it, you're going to watch it as it's happening. So I'm just going to post about it right now. Yeah. Which Except that's has just some not truth how, to it, but like, some people, people can't TV watch it that night. anymore. Right, right. Not at all. Yeah. You can watch it down the line. Everything's like available streaming. Right. Forever. When right. was the last time you watched something when it was on? I mean, nobody in this room has actual cable, right? Only Game of Thrones. That's I only it. stream things. Right. Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, well, we watch it on HBO Go, but they put it up as it's starting. I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, because even the stuff that we have, like, network shows that we watch, we watch, like, on demand. Yeah. We don't watch, like, the night that it's on. Yeah, I think Game of Thrones is the only live show. Yeah, so the ending to this immediately got me thinking, is Judy, did Judy target Jen at that grief casting meeting? Yes, I think so. I think she did. I think she did, too. But why? (laughs) Just to keep tabs on her? Because she feels really guilty. Oh, you think it's that? That's what I, that's hmm. my immediate, I can't, I'm not looking at Peter. <laughs> I'm just looking right yeah, at Peter's, you. Peter's <laughs> looking at me. Peter's not here right now. <laughs> I really can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there were so many questions that immediately opened up about her motivations. She, she seemed like an earnest person, like their friendship seemed genuine. Yeah. And we see these flashbacks that, you know, aren't her telling a story. So we know these things really happened. She really was in the hospital. She has had these miscarriages. She's been through this trauma. Right. So all but of like the heartfelt stuff. Did she? We don't know that yet. Do we if, definitely know that she had a miscarriage or is that another story? If not, that's a very odd choice for the show, I think, to show those scenes. Unless she's a really crazy person. No, but they show those flashback scenes of her in the hospital. Yeah, but that could mean anything. We know from the first time they showed the flashback that it could mean anything. It's it's very ambiguous. It's just her being comforted by somebody. That's it. She's not even in a hospital gown. She's wearing a dress. It is it's, not a spoiler for me to tell you that it actually happened. Oh, okay. okay. So All that's right. one thing we don't have to worry about. All right, about. I'm sorry, okay. Judy, actually, for doubting that. Right. <laughs> but, that would be really shitty if somebody made that up. But you have yeah. every reason to doubt it. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I was kind of like, we've now seen two times when right. 
she's been she's had us all yeah going and we find out that it's actually a lie yeah. yeah so you have every reason to doubt it yeah i liked that i liked that jen came and apologized to her for that because she was really shitty to her uh it was a good apology it like validated her feelings that like you yeah. absolutely like deserve to be there you experienced a loss uh the guest house thing just <laughs> i'm so uncomfortable with and i guess we'll wait and see but yeah. yeah. By the time this comes out, everyone will have seen it. I feel like there won't be any, right? Well, maybe, I imagine. I the way people <laughs> are talking about this on on my social yeah. media, and how long has it been out for? Two weeks. If that, know. yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah, we're actually we're hitting this one pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm most interested in is what's really going on. I mean, I guess that's. Yeah. <laughs> that's the big crux of the first yeah. episode is what's going on with Judy. Is she, is she legit? What is she lying about? And I will say, I immediately, I know that you said you weren't like in the first like 15 minutes, not totally invested, but mm-hmm. I was, I'm going to tell you why Linda Cardellini, <laughs> because I just like, can't get over freaks and geeks. I never will. <laughs> also, she was great in Mad Men. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Uh, I she what else? Was she in ER? She's been in some other things too. I think she was in ER. I never watched it, but and also, Christina Applegate does not get enough praise. She is a really good actor. And when we were talking about this the other day, Bill, I was like, you know what? When I think about it, because what else? What else has she been in besides married? With, I mean, married with children was her like big thing. Anchorman. Anchorman. Oh, yeah. And, like, I know her Anchorman, I wasn't, like, I don't remember the movie well. But she was good in it. Like, I was like, okay, she's good. But I'm going to tell you something. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh at me, Peter. I'm not laughing at you. I'm going to follow this up with something that you need to hear. When I think back on that movie, she's an amazing actor. She's really good. And I know she was what, like, I mean, she's supposed to be like 17. I don't know how old she actually was when she made it, but she was really good. And it was like her first movie after being on this like network show where she was just playing an idiot and totally underestimated. Was she an idiot or was she really smart? Or was it the other way around? The there brother? was a little bit of both. She was, she was an idiot, but there would be moments when oh, okay. you were like, I wasn't allowed oh, to watch that really- show. Yeah. Growing up. <laughs> so I don't remember if it was like where she was like a really smart, like beautiful, dumb blonde thing. No, the, the, the constant joke was that she was really stupid. Okay. Okay. And she played that so perfectly that we all thought that she was really stupid. Right. Yeah. But it just turned out that even as a teen actress, she was, she was really was good. good. Yeah. <laughs> so what were you going to say? About I was going to say on the way over, I was talking to Susan, who is our sister. Yes. And also, she also mentioned Christina Applegate in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's <laughs> Dead. It's so good. And she said the same thing that you did. Yeah. Yeah. That was 28 years ago, that movie. Was it? I just looked it up. Yeah, 91. Wow. And we're yeah. all still saying right on top of that, Rose. So that was from <laughs> Yes. You guys don't say that? She'll okay. always be Veronica Corningstone to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was great in Anchorman. No, she was. Yeah, she yeah. was. I just don't remember that movie that well. But I remember. Has she done don't a lot between that and this? I think she has, but just I don't think that she's stuff. had a lot of uh, high-profile stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here and there, you know, she's managed to stay employed. 
she's an executive producer on this show. Oh, okay. I wonder if she's produced anything else. Oh, cool. Or, uh, oh, maybe. Probably, yeah. yeah, probably. Who else? Who but else is I, involved with this show? Uh, I think I saw Will Ferrell's name on the mm. credits. Okay. Um, and some other names I'm familiar with, but not because of their acting, just because mm. they produce a lot of things. Okay. But I am right there with you for those first 15 minutes. It was my mutual crush on Linda Cardellini <laughs> and Christina yeah. Applegate that was keeping me going with this. Yeah. yeah. And then Agreed. the surprises happen yeah. and you're invested. Yeah. They they both have great performances. How have neither one of them aged? I mean, I know the answer is probably because they're in Hollywood and they have access to a lot of like really great um, face creams and stuff. <laughs> but they look, this, they just both look so young. Yeah, I mean, they've aged. They look good, though. But well. No, they, they, they they've, aged, they've no. aged very well. Yeah, they absolutely look great, but you know. They don't look like they're like Linda Cardellini in Freaks of Geeks was like thirty or something. Yeah, <laughs> when she played that seventeen-year-old, and when oh, I found that, that out, that was twenty years ago. Freaks was and Geeks. It? Yeah. Hold on, I'll look it up. I'll beat you to it. Nineteen ninety-nine. Boom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, twenty years ago. So wait, what does that make her fifty now? Yeah. Yeah. She's playing. Hold a on, wow. hold on. Thirty plus She's 20, playing a forty-year-old <laughs> in this. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, she yeah, just 50. looks really good. I feel like her character in Mad Men was probably older than this character. I think her Mad Men character was probably yeah, 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 forties or early fifties. She's forty-three now, so she was twenty-three during Freaks and Geeks. Oh, I think she was 23, 24. Well, maybe she, she was, was just like older, older than. Yeah, but I remember being really like genuinely surprised. That yeah. she was as old as she was because she just looked like a teenager to right, me. Right, right. I mean, most I think most of the actors in that show were were older than they were playing. There's not too much else to talk about acting wise. Like all the side characters and the kids were in it for so such yeah, a short duration get, for the pilot. We didn't pilot. get too much yet. We don't oh, even know who else is really in her life. Well, Steve is played by James Marsden. James Marsden. Yeah. yeah. What else is he in? Most I recently, him he was in from West Thirty World. Rock. Yeah, he was Westworld, right? Yeah, he was a big character on Westworld for a couple seasons. Oh, he was in Thirty Rock. I forgot about that. I know he had done things before that too, though. I don't yeah. know how he first. Probably on like the WB, CW. <laughs> he has that look, doesn't he? Yeah, he does it, all those cheekbones. Like real commercial, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheekbones. That's one all thing when when he all appears, that blue in his eye. <laughs> that kind of lets you know that that's a character that's going to come back. Yes. Right. You know, right. Yeah. I, I mean, thought that exact, like yeah. when the show was ending and they're showing him like selling the house, I'm like, oh, he's a key player here because yeah. he's too well known and just too good looking yeah. to be All right, so forgotten. Elizabeth, what is your prediction for who killed Jen's husband? Who hit him with the car? Do you think it was Steve? Um, I don't know. Uh, I really so here's the thing all I have heard is that the show's really good and that just when you think it's about one thing it ends up being about something else yep. so I don't know if like right now initially I'm saying it's one of those two people why she has the car in her storage unit but it's like a Jaguar I think it's like a nice car yeah it's a Mustang Mustang. Oh, it's a Mustang? Oh, yes. yep. Damn it, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe it was like his car? Yeah, I don't know. Because like he has the house and she de- clearly doesn't, right? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can make that prediction. I'm yeah. going to guess maybe I, it was her with his car. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, I think, I think it was him. I think the obvious I think thing is... he's more guilty. It, yeah. 
I think the obvious pick is him, but that makes me think that maybe it's not the obvious pick. But but how how would it be Judy, and then like continue this? At some point, Jen's gonna find out, right? I don't know if it's I don't know if it's this season or a a future season. They were both in the car. Maybe maybe no one was driving. Maybe she was ghost riding. There was an episode of Murder She Wrote like that. I'm just gonna say. I appreciate the amount of times murder she wrote is mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> so Thank you, times. because if Casey were sitting in that seat, he would say <laughs> something different. <laughs> um, and I might have me- already mentioned the driverless car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. Do you guys have any other thoughts about the pilot too dead to me? Uh, mm. Just that I think it does what a pilot is supposed to do. Yeah. You know, from from a good pilot, you want a roadmap for the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. You want a quick introduction to who a character is and where they are at the start of their journey and, uh, you know, what the conflict's going to be, how the setting plays into that. I think it does all of that perfectly. Yeah. And you yeah. want it to lead you into the next episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready. This makes you want to watch it. Yeah, Yeah, I think it does that really well for the two main characters without shoving a bunch of exposition about other characters or Steve down your throat yet. Like, we know we're going to get to him. That's not what the pilot was about. (laughs) This just makes me so frustrated when I'm, like, thinking about this and then thinking back on other shows that we've watched (laughs) where I'm like, why don't they just know to shut up about that person? (laughs) Right? Like, everything else. Yeah. Like, I mean, Whiskey Cavalier comes to mind. The Rookie comes to mind. Yeah. R.I.P. Whiskey Cavalier. What else? There was another one. A lot of other shows. Can I weigh in on the who's more famous debate? Sure. Yes. Nobody gives a shit about (laughs) either of those two assholes. (laughs) Their show was canceled. I never would have watched it. I never would have heard about it. If it weren't for listening to this podcast. This is much more famous podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's compare our social media followers to to Lauren Cohen and uh, Scott Uh, Foley. Yeah, but I mean, unless they can get another network show, (laughs) I don't think anyone's going to know where they are. (laughs) Can I say I didn't watch it and for the whole time I thought you were talking about Dave Foley? (laughs) Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall and News Radio, oh, a completely different person, much more with the famous. same last name, much more and, famous. Right, which is why I was like, "Why are they arguing about this?" <laughs> Obviously, Dave Foley, Dave Foley returning to TV is huge. <laughs> and then I heard you say Scott Foley. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Unfortunately, that's not." That's not. He has gotten about. a lot of airtime and probably gained like twelve more followers from this podcast. I'm Scott gonna, Foley. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, yeah maybe he owes you one. That's yeah. like double what he had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we already know Pete's answer to this. Will you continue watching the show? Elizabeth? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you going to, or can I just go right ahead and do this without whoa, you? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Calm down. <laughs> no, I think that I'm going to keep watching it. L- like I said earlier on, I wasn't quite sold. I thought the acting was great. Mm-hmm. That was about it. And then by the end, yeah, the little twist got me. I mean, in in, in a 30 minute show, like the first 15 minutes, you're 30 gonna, minutes like, is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> But, like, you're going to judge it. There's so many shows I've started out in the beginning being like, oh, I definitely love this, or I definitely hate this, and then it switches. It wasn't the fact that that was all that happened in the first 15 minutes. It was me 
trying to guess what was going to happen because of the first 15 minutes. Like it was going to be this like friend drama about this like quirky couple. She's like kind of like, closed off. She's like a hippie, that kind of thing. And yeah. it turned into something not completely like different, too, but mostly like different. Like too um, chick flick for you? No, I would never use that term. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making assumptions about the show, yeah. about what it was going to be, and it turned out to be something more right. interesting than that. Okay. So, yeah, I'll watch it. Um, do we think it'll get a second season? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go off of Peter's guess there. Yeah. I mean, just, just based on the buzz of yeah. social media. Yeah, And a lot of Netflix stuff gets gets picked up, so. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Um, I mean, if Agret Zuko got a second season, <laughs> I think maybe this will get it. I- I will uh, not. I'm not going to say that. I was going to say I bet you Gretzuko has more viewers than this show. But wait, what show? It's a it's a Netflix original. Did you not original listen to our Gretzuko? Po- you guys didn't like that show. <laughs> you know what? You're dead to me. <laughs> Such a stretch. I had to get that yeah, one in at some point. <laughs> All right, everybody. I was gonna be like, oh, is this Casey? Like Casey really is sitting in that seat because he <laughs> missed that episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the episode. Yeah, we said that before. Um, all right, so if you enjoyed what you heard tonight, or whatever time you're listening to this, uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Music. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Trial by Pilot. And you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com if you have suggestions on shows for us to watch. And thank you to The Beats for providing our theme music. Cool. This uh, is where I'm supposed to tell them to follow me on... Oh, this is the time. Um, no, instead I'm going to say delete your fucking Twitter. It's poison. <laughs> But um, dropping my own podcast, it's going to be called Paternity Leave, and it should be out by the time this episode drops. Whoa, so sweet. Look up Paternity Leave Podcast and Yay. listen to that. Cool. Um, All right. Do you know where it's going to be hosted yet like is it gonna I'm be on gonna iTunes? talk to you after we're off the oh, air okay. about where I <laughs> cool. should host it and how to do all that cool. and when, when this nice. comes out I will try to put something in the show notes for it thanks so. cool cool nice. bye everybody bye what you